Hey, good morning and welcome to another edition of the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your fill-in host. You don't get the Patriot Radio News Hour today. You get the Eric Cedarstrom Show on this April 17th, 417. 417, that's a good trifecta number. 2018 in the year of our Lord. Joe Jaquin is not with us this morning. He's under the weather. He's uh, got a little bit of a bug. Might be out for a couple of days as uh, he convalesces. I hope he's listening this morning. Nephew Joe, the new owner. As you're listening, if you're new and you're listening, who is this guy? Who let this guy in? Um, I used to own this company. I did radio for a long time, about a quarter century. I've been off now for about three or four years, I forget, time has lost all meaning to me in my uh, semi-retirement. I have found out, being retired, I don't sit still well, so I'm uh, trying to move all the time. Got about nine different irons in the fire, but uh, it uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for allowing me into your lives. Let's face it, everybody's entitled to my opinion. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling well, quite nostalgic this morning as we look around at the Radio studios. I mean, I don't think I've done a radio program by myself, and it's been a long time, so long time. But I'm glad to be here. You know, I'm, I'm feeling old. You know, of course, we lost a great broadcaster, love him or hate him, Art Bell, who crackled through the airwaves in the middle of the night this weekend. And he kind of was an inspiration to me years ago. You know, I started doing nighttime radio, and I was... Uh, I think 1992, 1993, we did broadcast that crackled through the airwaves uh, through shortwave. I was just ahead of Tom Valentine, uh, Radio Free America, and followed Chuck Harder. Chuck Harder, a great broadcaster. Radio Free America. Tom Valentine asked me to do his show, kind of like Joe did. I got a text last night at 9.30 at night going, can you do the show from Wendy? So I'm here on short notice, but I'm glad to be here reminiscing. Of course, uh, a lot of great broadcasters when I started that, uh, well, they were uh, great inspirations. And I thought we did a pretty good job around here. I'm glad to be back. You know, there's somebody listening that uh, told me when I was contemplating retirement uh, that he was, you're going to miss it. He said he was a truck driver and hated it. And I have to tell you, sitting in the office all day and doing the radio and running the gold company and being in the office all day was just, you know, starting to wear on you. And after, you know, 20 years or so, you you look for, you know, some things. When you're not doing your job correctly, you look for something different to do, which is what I was doing. And, and of course, the same fellow told me he was a truck driver and hated it, retired, and then went back and did it again and loved it. So... So I guess there's a difference between having to do it and wanting to do it. And i I got to tell you that uh, I'm as happy as can be to be here this morning, and thanks for tuning in. You know, I think about how far back we, we go. You know, there's a picture in our hallway of my wife standing next to Bo Greitz. If you come visit Camp Cedarstrom in the hallway, there's, of course, Lori's a foot taller than he is. but uh, And then Randy Weaver, uh, you know, sat in our booth. You know, and I, I guess she's still up and going. Everybody's still out there moving, doing their thing. Some of us, some are still with us, some aren't. Um, but anyway, I guess that's enough of that. This show's brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Uh, if you're wondering where I was getting to, 
I wouldn't trust anybody else if I was going to make a move, whether buy or sell into the hard assets, a.k.a. legal, lawful, constitutional tender, also known as gold and silver. Not only did I used to be the owner, but I am a customer here, and they do a wonderful job. You can reach them at one 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. You can also head out twenty four seven three sixty five at allamericangold.com. Now, again, that's a that's an anomaly. We started on the information superhighway in the nineties, and I said, well, this is the most ridiculous thing in the world, you know, to have have all this out there where everybody can see because putting away hard assets in general is a well, a pretty private affair you really don't want anyone to know what you're doing you know you it's one of the advantages of it it's there are still things you can do to protect yourself financially then and remain pretty anonymous and hold an asset where only you know where it is so i was kind of against it but you know as everything changed let's face it you know i'm i'm a dinosaur um you know and I guess this is the way the, the new world works, but uh, if you still want to do it the old-fashioned way, you can call the 800 number. You can come into the office here. Uh, Wendy's out front. you got Arlene in the back. I mean, they got stuff going on here that uh, I have no idea. We've got a Colorado. Patriot has a Colorado office now that's at the mothership, KHNC, and you can go in there and order. I mean, it's it's really something. Joe's done a great job keeping this going, so... I'm glad to be a part of it. I don't know how long Joe's going to be out. I'm going to try to do as much radio as I can here and dust off the uh, cobwebs. You know, you know you're old. You get going, uh, and uh, you, your first sentence when you open the show, you got moths flying out. I mean, I'm getting old. I get it. So, but I feel pretty good. My wife keeps me young. So, I don't even know where to start. I mean, when you look at the news in today's era, to to do a, a news program, you know, and I, I'm convinced now. I don't. I don't watch as what I used to, and I don't have my sources. And people used to call me in the middle of the night, and I'd get texts. And you know, when we were doing radio full time, it was my job to get the news out to you and to get it out to you in a lucid, uh, semi-quasi-entertaining form where you could understand it and actually want to listen to it. And I, the talk radio programs today, they must have a meeting going, okay, first of all, everybody's got to be boring, and second of all, everybody's going to talk about the same thing all day long. You're not going to get that here, I guarantee it. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. This is the Eric Cedarstrom Show today, and we'll be back after these messages. Stay with us. Hey, thanks for tuning in this morning. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your host, hamburger helper, Eric Cedarstrom. It's a great day to be alive, and I hope this finds you well. It's uh, going to be, you know, 1,000 degrees out here. Spring is on the wane. Summer setting in. The uh, birds are singing, and the sun is shining. The uh, the regular talk show circuits all, you know, talking about Comey and Trump the and Cohen. The Coco problem that... Uh, seems to be dogging our president today. But i got to tell you, it's it's absolute lunacy. And, and there's one thing I don't understand. The president of the United States, now, I mean, you know, obviously open for fair game. I, you know, Growing up in the 60s, you could take shots. It kind of pretty much started with Johnson and just kept going. But, uh, I mean, today, the, the press, the liberal media, this country's divided. I mean, we're, uh, we're as close to civil war as we, if we're not in one, as we possibly could be. 
And we're looking at, uh, well, you know, the socioeconomic of destruction of America that's coming pretty much full circle here. And it's kind of hard to hypothesize where the next step's going to go every day. It's, uh, I mean, you got to admit it's random. The president, the president, you know, tweets and the, the, the press jumps, everybody jumps, but everybody hates this guy. And it's gone beyond, I mean, to me, it's, it, it's gone beyond criticism. It's, it's, you know, at the point of, of treasonous. But here, you know, nothing makes any sense. We're on the precipice of war with Russia. Any way you look at it, I mean, if, if the events that happened over this weekend with Syria happened in the 60s, people would still be in their bomb shelters. People, the kids would be tucked under their desks today practicing duck and cover drills, and because it happened on Friday, you know, by Tuesday morning, it's now a non-entity because there's so much news in between. And, of course, the only thing you're going to get is... is is Comey and Cohen, and I mean, to be able to go into, and I got to tell you, to be able to go into an attorney's office and take everything, and then get the liberal judges to go, well, you took everything, go ahead and look at everything. So whether you're, you know, Sean Hannity or just another guy that uh, was, you know, represented by an attorney, the government has your records, and they're looking at it. They're going to look at every case, no probable cause, none. No problem cause to examine any of the evidence in all the other cases, but yet they're going to get to look at all of it. And I have to say, if you're an attorney today and you're not cleaning out your files and shredding everything, you're an idiot. And an accountant. I mean, this sets a new legal precedent that nobody is saying. If they, the President of the United States attorney, I mean, if they can't go after him, they can go after anybody. It's a pretty scary thought when you think about it, but again, that's... Uh, that's that's where we we're heading in this country, and I got to tell you now, Stormy Daniels, of course, gets all the news. Does anybody really care? Do you care? I don't care, and I guess I do. I mean, you know, if you know uh, a friend, or you know, you've got uh, people and acquaintances that you that you hang around with, and they're cheating on their wives and and having an affair, and whether it happened or or did not happen, and usually when guys get to that point, most of their friends walk away from them because they just don't want to hang hang out with them but you know this is stormy daniels she's actually made a statement the store this morning she appeared on abc's the view she said she's speaking out because she's tired of being threatened and she also said this relationship isn't what she wants to be known for i'll let that sink in for a little bit you decide what she's going to be noted for daniels whose legal name is stephanie clifford i didn't know that says she had, uh, well, she had relations with Trump in 2006, and Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, paid her $130,000 day before the 2016 election. I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, if that is not an absolute admission of the declaration and the, the decline of the U.S. Federal Reserve note that a hooker costs $130,000 to keep her mouth shut? What happened, you know? It used to be when you paid a hooker to keep her mouth shut, she did. You know, once they were bought and paid for. All right, I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that, but 130 grand still doesn't get it done. The dollar coming apart, maybe. I really don't know where it's going. I, I really can't believe I'm talking about it, but let's face it, it's everywhere. And this is, I mean, are we heading into a constitutional crisis because of it? I don't know if it's going to get that far, and I really don't believe any of it, to be honest with you. But, uh, again... This is the uh, world that we live in. Just about anything can happen on any given day. Shares of Tesla 
We're trading lower today after reports that the company shut down production of its Model 3 mass market electric car again to solve manufacturing bottlenecks. The automaker told employees this week there'd be a four- or five-day production hiatus. Of course, Tesla has more shorts against its stock than anything. Here's a company that does not turn a profit, but yet it's become a darling of the uh, liberal side. I guess I can't afford a Tesla. The uh, you know they're expensive. I don't know what are they eighty grand or something for a Tesla, and they're electric. I don't think you can get in a Tesla for eighty grand. Turn the air conditioning on in July, leave Phoenix and drive it to San Diego. I don't think you're going to make it. So I guess for getting around town, it's pretty good. But ultimately, we haven't gotten to the point where the electric cars, and by the way, they started making electric cars, mass production. They tried to do it in the 40s, 50s, 60s. It just, it just doesn't work. And, and, you know, in spite of the fact that we want all this green energy to work and that we're all supposed to, it's all supposed to replace the fossil fuels, and maybe someday it will, but certainly not on the, the track that it's going. The... Uh, U.S. tariffs, of course, that Trump's looking at on Chinese technology. And again, every article written, every article that you read is to slam the president. said American shoppers would pay about 23% more for TVs, computers, monitors, batteries, printer ink, and cartridges made in China. If President Trump follows through on a tariff, he's threatened to impose a broad range of technology imports on that, the country, according to the industry, the study says, on China. Isn't that the point? Now, of course, what they don't talk about is, A, we don't make any of those things here. I mean, we used to make them here. China has all our intellectual property. Everything went over there. You know, you can't... There are things in this country that that we don't even produce, and we don't even have the machinery to produce. They gave it away. That was the Wall Street darling idea. And then along comes Donald Trump, make America great again. Well, the whole idea, the whole idea is to make these things more expensive. Now, do we made them here and send them to China? China protects their markets. I mean, it's nothing for China to put a 25% tariff on anything that we send over there. But, of course, in order for all the U.S. factories, and I've been here, and I did this, did this radio, and we watched NAFTA, and we watched GAF, and Mickey Canner, and the NAFTAmatics, and they put together this whole free trade idea, and nobody cared. There wasn't an American in the world who cared because we were going to get all this stuff back cheaper. Well, nobody really looked and said, well, you know, what about the people that build them here in America? What, what's going to happen to them? What's going to happen to factory jobs, union jobs? What about families? What about textile mills and steel mills? And what about the United Auto Workers? And what about all the things, as bloated as they were, and, and mired down with unions? They were still here in America. Nobody really cared the fact that we were going to get rid of all of this because they didn't want to pay the workers anymore, and that's where it came. They found, first they they put the Macladores down in Mexico where the Hispanics were going to build everything for, you know, basically slave labor wages, but even they wouldn't work cheap enough. And then, of course, it all started with, the well, pretty much Tank Man in China, Tiananmen Square, where the Chinese communist government said either we kill everybody or we put them to work. They chose the latter. And then they took everything. So now we have these things. And, you know, it's funny that the, the government subsidized industries like, well, solar for one. Banking, the government subsidized industry, solar. 
Solar is a government-subsidized industry here in First Solar. You know, these various publicly traded companies that were started, the startup capital was not from entrepreneurs. It was from U.S. taxpayer money. And then they built these huge solar electric generating plants out here in Yuma and out by uh, Gila Bend and these gigantic projects that were done, well, ultimately started with government money and then they went public and Wall Street money took over. But even so, they could not produce the solar voltaic, the electric photovoltaic cells, cheaper than the Chinese could. So, now not Trump, but George Bush. George Bush put tariffs on that. So solar panels, and they're big tariffs. The last I heard, they were 45%. 45% on Chinese-made solar cells. Solar photovoltaic energy-producing cells. So the idea, ladies and gentlemen, is not to get cheaper energy. Obviously, the idea was for the government to subsidize another industry. So here, Trump turns around and says, all right, well, you know, I guess we're going to just put tariffs on all this stuff. And ultimately, you would assume a 25 or 35 or 45 percent tariff on a computer that uh, maybe Michael Dell might be able to make a computer again and, uh, well, and turn a profit. Or something made in America. Or how about, why don't they just put 100 percent tariffs on all clothing and bring the textile mills back? Is that the only way it can happen? It might be. I can't really see it happening any other way. Well, people, is it a bad idea? Well, ask anybody out there. Yeah, we don't want tariffs on these things. We don't want Americans going back to work. We don't want the factories here. We want cheap Chinese junk. I don't get it. I never did get it, and I still don't get it. So I guess everything was supposed to be replaced with the, uh, well, technology now all the stores are starting to close. Did you see the record, record, record number of retail bankruptcies first quarter of this year? How can that be? The Dow's at uh, 25,000, just under 25,000. 24,832, up 259 so far today. Nothing makes any sense, does it? So the retailers are falling apart. What's going to happen with all the, uh, the commercial real estate that is sitting, and what happens to the malls? I mean, ultimately, they'll come up with a great idea, laser tag, or, I don't know, indoor soccer, or, I don't know. I mean, something's, something will eventually, or they'll bulldoze it, I don't know. Or will it, will the, every town start to look like Detroit did after the auto industry and the steel industries collapsed? And I mean, is that what's going to happen? Is that what's going to happen to the mall? Is technology going to take that over? They're actually meeting right now. Right now, today as we speak in Washington, D.C., about taxing the Internet, taxing all retail sales on the Internet, a national tax. Will that help? Will, will Sears be able to, you know, open stores again? Taxes, the only solution they got? You're listening to Eric Cedarstrom live this morning on this beautiful April day. Don't forget, speaking of taxing the Internet, the, your taxes are due today. Remember what I see again? Uh, you're listening to the dinosaur. Probably should change my. This should change my name to the Barney Show, and paint me purple. Remember when the uh, the Tea Party movement first started? We were on the air, Joe and I, and I thought, man, what a great idea! What a great idea! I mean, we get so much taxation without representation, and this country had had it. 
And I thought it, it ultimately it started out as a full conservative idea, and then it turned into a neocon, neoconservative. The neocons took over and made the Tea Party, and the whole Tea Party thing basically got pretty much blown apart when the IRS went after anybody with the name Republic, Patriot, Freedom, anything in their business. That pretty much put an end to the Tea Party. But, I mean, when this country originally had had it with taxation without representation, they dumped all the tea in, you know, in Boston Harbor as it came over from the mother country. But uh, why don't people dump their tax returns? I thought that's what the original Tea Party was going to be, you know, on April 15th, drive out to Boston, throw your tax return into the drink and, and call it good. But uh, they never did, and the whole thing just kind of is on the way. So anyway, one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Eric Cedarstrom sitting in for Joe Jaquin. He's under the weather. Hopefully, he'll get a speedy recovery. I have to tell you that uh, it's been a long time for me to do this. I forgot when all the breaks were, so you'll have to be nice to me. Don't be calling. Wendy's coming in here. So, Wendy, you're still here. How many years you've been here? Let me get your mic on for you. So. How you doing over there, Dink? Are you still on the air? I'm still on the air. I'm 20 years. 20 years. How about that? 20 years. Talk about, I'm just reminiscing, I don't know, going about all the old talk show hosts, all the old radios we started at night. Talk about reminiscing. Uh, I got you from our dentist. <laughs> correct. <laughs> you said you want to make it funny. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back. It's halftime. Stay with us. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Today I'm going to give you a little history quiz with some lesser-known facts about a very famous American. The anniversary of his death is today, April 17th. See if you can guess who I'm talking about before I give you his name. He was born mighty poor, the 15th child of 17 children. As a youngster, he apprenticed as a printer. He published a very popular almanac. He retired at age 42. Then he taught himself five languages and became a major figure in establishing good relations between America and the French. He was a significant inventor and really started America as a land of innovation. He invented the rocking chair, bifocal glasses, and the lightning rod. Along the way, he was given degrees from Harvard and Yale. He helped to found America's first postal system and fire department. He was president of America's first anti-slavery society. He signed the Declaration of Independence. He became the governor of Pennsylvania. He wasn't known as a particularly religious man, but he was the one who famously called for prayer and God's help at the Constitutional Convention. His popular book was called Poor Richard's Almanac, in which he wrote a lot of good common sense. Work as if you were to live a hundred years. Pray as if you were to die tomorrow. Here is a little-known passage that he wrote in describing the America of his time. Atheism is unknown there. 
Infidelity is rare and secret, so that persons may live to a great age in that country without having their piety shocked by meeting with either an atheist or an infidel, and the divine being seems pleased to favor the whole country. Close quote. I'm sure you've guessed by now that that very important man was Benjamin Franklin. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Hey, shout out to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Eric Searstrom sitting for Joe Jaquin. Knocking the cobwebs off. I got to tell you, man, it's been a long time. It's uh, it's kind of weird, too, after doing it for a quarter century. You know, a lot of thoughts you have in your head going, ah, I got to get that out on the radio. And the only person to listen, well, the only things to listen are dogs. <laughs> That's what happens when you get retired. But uh, thinking about dusting off the microphone and getting back going here. Wendy. We're talking to Wendy heading into the break. 20 years ago. 20, 20 years ago, I was uh, office manager at a dental office, and Eric never wanted to come in. I hated it. She and would right, call me going, no, you're coming. <laughs> right. I would, I would yell at him, you better get in here now. Your teeth are going to fall out. So and one to... day, he said to me, hey, do you want to make some good money? And I went, sure. And so he goes, come and see me. I said, okay. So I went and I saw him, and he, he opened up his checkbook, and he showed me his checkbook, and he told me what he did. And, and then I went home, and I was talking to Doug, my my husband at the time, and, and my dad, and, and and my dad. What did my dad say? He thought you were. Uh, he thought I was a right wing uh, right. anti Semitic group because we right. had the name Patriot. Right, right. And, and then I said, "Well, I'm going to work for him." Yeah. <laughs> Twenty years <laughs> later, I'm still here. How about that? And I kind of run the company anyway. You know why I hired you? Not only because you were beautiful, right? But uh, you pulled up in a Cadillac. That's right. And I, I go. I, had, I did. I right. had She had a big four door sedan to right. right. And I go, no Hyundai, no, no foreign cars. No. We didn't allow them here. No, I, I go, got a Cadillac. Believe it or not, that's, you know, I have a real estate license. How people, if a guy pulled in to list my house in, in a, you know, a Hyundai or something, right. I'm like, can't you buy American? What is right. wrong with people? Right. Need, so. right. I mean, I, I, my husband and I own three Jeeps. <laughs> See? That's American. Very we proud have, of you. We have to. So, thank you. Thank you. The time that's gone by, it's amazing. So you can't run a special yet. Because I was talking about American cars. Okay, American cars. I want your opinion on What do you think of the uh, Red for Ed movement? What do you think of that? The teacher movement. Where they, oh, right. Right. They said, we want yeah. 20% pay. The governor goes, okay. Now they're still not happy with that. Even though I think it should be called the Eds for Red. <laughs> for Red? <laughs> I think they got it all backwards, you know? I mean, right. look at... Look at what they're teaching these kids. You know, I, I told the story years ago where you could see if you go up into Cave Creek, they had the they had the elementary school, the middle school, and the high school, and they had them all together. So I just sat there one morning. I was dropping off one of my daughters, and I looked at the kids going into the elementary school, and they're all nice and clean, and they look good, you yeah, know. And right, and the parents right, are, you know, here yeah, you go, and we yeah. turn them over to the teachers, and then right. you can see them as they're heading into the middle school. Parents are a little fraggled. By the time they get to high school, and I'm like, this is our factory. This is our factory. Uh-huh. The teachers aren't getting the jobs done. I mean, if, they, if anyone causes any trouble at all, they drug them up. 
That's just how the world is. Right. Anyway. Remember, remember that? We talked right. about that years ago. Every 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 other kid was on Ritalin. Norm Resnick was the first right. guy. Norm, Norm Resnick, Resnick on KHNC. Soul. That's right. He was the first one who had the guts to stand up against Big Pharma. Right. And it still takes guts. Nobody stands up for him. You know, something like 82% of all the ad revenue, and I don't quote me on that, but I'd say 60 to 80% of all the ad revenue on uh, CNN comes from, you know, Big Pharma. Right. So they drug everybody up. Right. So this is the new world that we live in. So now they call it the opioid crisis. Yes, opioid crisis. Right. So yes. so now the opioid crisis starts with Ritalin, and they put it in the kids. And now what percentage of the population? It is ridiculous. I mean, it is gone. It is a gazillion-dollar industry. Everybody's drugged up. Nobody can live with, you know, living in the United States. It's really tough. And now we got gun problems, and nobody's putting the two together. Some people are. I am. My wife is, Lori. But, uh, well, okay, so if, if you're on, you know, mind-altering opioid, which apparently is a huge problem, right? that maybe you shouldn't have a gun. <laughs> so right. Right. Absolutely. Right. And if you're using mind-altering drugs, right. you, know, you okay. shouldn't have it. Okay? You should not have a gun in your hand. Now, you whatsoever. can do it on your own. Go ahead. You know, right. and, uh, that's, and no one can stop you. But if your doctor has put you on these and you've been on them for years, it should be on your driver's license. Like, you know, do you need glasses? Yeah. Right. Do you need drugs? Yes. They should even go a little farther. Are you a liberal or a conservative? <laughs> so now, I mean, imagine you hand the guy, the guy wants to buy a gun, he hands it going, you're on drugs and you're, you're a liberal? Oh. Let me, I'll speak slower. <laughs> you don't get one. <laughs> you are not getting You don't get one. So. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good to have, have you back, Eric. It's fun. Thank you. you That's know, good to be fun. here. So right. thanks yeah. for texting me. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. I told you Joe was sick yesterday. You owe the doctor. But he didn't tell me. He texted me at nine thirty and said, "I'm not coming in. Run a tape." And I said, "No, I'm calling Eric." Oh, all right. So that's when I texted you and said. Can you okay. come in tomorrow and do the tape? I did. Did, did you know? Usually I'm out know, cold by nine thirty too. Yeah, so. You're you're turning gray. Oh, I know. On me. Well, I'm yeah, old. I mean, I'm gonna be fifty nine here in a couple of months. I'll so. be sixty three. Wow. I got rocks in my yard younger than you. But I only work two days a week. Yeah, so. good. <laughs> right. Okay, good. So anyway. So anyway. All right. So you so wanted to come sit here. What? I, I, yeah, because spit I, it out. Because I found a nice little special for my silver people. Okay. Who like silver? These are polar bars. Polar bars or bears? Po, po, polar bears. Polar bears. Who makes them? You know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Are they they're, Canadian they're, or? They're one point five ounce. Coin. You got an ounce and a half. Ounce and a half. There's 15 per roll. Okay. All right. I only have 20 rolls. I do have three sealed cases. So if someone is interested in, hey, you know, I like to buy a case of these. Um, the sealed case is 8,700. But if you want to buy just a roll, I've only got 20. That my bullion bank said that's it. I've got one open case. So you get 15 in a roll. They're one and a half ounces each. That's 22 and a half ounces of silver. Right for 435 dollars. Polar bear. You sure it's not a bipolar bear? You're going to have to have... I'm bipolar. No, I'm not bipolar. You're going to have medication <laughs> to have one of these? Right. They're medicated so, silver bars. Bipolar bears. Right. So yeah. they're polar. So they're, That's so like they're a double play bar. on them. You, buy, you can buy them yeah. or you're bipolar. Or you're bipolar. But I think that you should because it's... I've been waiting for these. He told me about them like three weeks ago. And I've never seen them. one. And I said, do you have those strange coins? And he said, yes, I do. So they're coming in? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's why you can order them. How do they order anymore? They call me at 
and they say, I like the special. Do we take Bitcoin here yet? No. No? Okay. No. no. Right. Cash, check, money order, uh, credit card. Uh, I don't want firstborn children anymore. I'm no. not interested. Nothing that eats? Yeah, no. Right. We I used to take dogs. those. <laughs> <laughs> I have dogs, you know, I mean, so. You can trade. We, we used to trade for all sorts of oddball things. Oh, we the, did. So. We say, bring in your weird stuff and we'll take it. Yeah. We don't do that anymore. I had a lot of fun running this, so. We all right. Anyway, um, so I have to go now. So that's just it? call me and let me know if you want these because I only have 20. Well, that's well, it. Thanks for weaseling in on my show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, so. bye-bye. <laughs> God bless you, Wendy. So I remember your dad. You know how to tell you're old, too? You know, it, the Arizona Republic, I do, all right, I do crossword puzzles. I like to read the horoscope after the end of the day so I don't look at it and see how accurate it was. But they put today's birthday. Today's birthdays. And if you don't know who any of the people are, I, I guarantee you're getting old. So rapper, actor, Redman is 48 today. And when I was a kid, Redman was chewing tobacco. So happy birthday for him, I guess. So Patriot Radio News Hour slash Eric Cedarstrom Show. I'm uh, rocking and fire, and stay with me. I'll be back. Dumber than a stick and older than dirt. You're listening to Eric Cedarstrom rocking and firing this morning. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, the uh, national ID card, uh, well, it's coming. The travel ID deadline, they call it. The travel ID, same thing. As of, hey, how are you doing? Customer coming in here. Good to see you. Thanks for uh, your patronage. We appreciate it. As of October 1st, 2020, Arizona residents won't be able to travel out of several airports throughout the state and country with just standard driver's licenses identification. The Arizona Department of Transportation said driver's licenses in Arizona are not compliant with the Real ID Act, which was passed by Congress in OT5, and tightens requirements for identification presented by travelers at airports. The Arizona legislature passed a law that said a license or card holder must voluntarily take steps to secure a voluntary travel ID. Those traveling out of Phoenix Sky Harbor International, Phoenix Mesa Gateway, Flagstaff, Tucson International, and Yuma International. Yuma International? Yuma? Yes, I'm going to uh, Prague through Yuma. I don't think so. Yuma had a high school. I don't know if they're still down there. We played them in football. It said, welcome to Yuma on both sides of the sign. And I kid you not, the mascot name for the high school was the criminals. You know, the Yuma prison? Remember the movie, Yuma Territorial Prison? Yes, the Yuma criminals. I don't know if they're still down there or not. We actually played them. We were there for their homecoming one year, and the parade, the mascot was a jail cell on a trailer with a convict in it. I kid you not. So anyway, Yuma International Airport will need travel IDs that meet the requirement if they want to get past transportation and the TSA, Security Administration screen. Some federally controlled facilities will also be inaccessible without the travel ID. State officials said the IDs are available through the state's motor vehicle division. <laughs> it's not a driver's license? Are you kidding me? I don't know. So here we can do it. So you, now, yes, all right. So it's just going to end up being one. You're going to have to have everything on it. Are you on medications? Yes or no. Uh, do you need glasses? Yes, no. Are you a liberal or a Democrat? Yes, no. Are you on food stamps? Yes, no. Might as well just put it all. You can just punch the thing. 
I'm telling you, we're not that far off. Of course, we knew it was coming. Ultimately, it's going to go under your skin, and we'll all take the mark of the beast. one 800 You know, making America great again, what a great idea. Great idea. You ever think that you would see such, such a backlash for just trying to put the country back? Trying to put it back. Let's get steel mills going. Let's get car factories going. Let's get textile mills going. Let's get everybody working. Let's put it all back. That was Ron Paul's idea. You didn't see people railing against him. He wanted to push, put it back. Bring our military home, everything. Trump's been sucked into the uh, military-industrial complex by the neocons, a lot of his base, me included, very upset over the Syria thing. Just pack it up and head home. we got enough to do right here. This, we're, this country's falling apart. And everybody knows it. So here you have, to put the country back, and of course... Really, you can take over the country. China can take over the country without firing a single shot, just by threatening. And this is what everybody's afraid of, the trade war, threatening to sell the debt. You know, when you control the debt, you kind of control the, the uh, well, you do control the fate of the currency. So when you have a debt-laden currency that's no longer backed with anything except its ability to have a perception of value, no different than Bitcoin, by the way, except, yeah, well, we've got national parks. Yeah, we've got labor intensity, and yeah, we've got a constitution, and we've got a navy and an army and all that. Bitcoin doesn't have that, but Bitcoin is, what it is showing is the predecessor of being able to basically check out of a tax-to-death society. So Trump wants to make America great again. I'll tell you, if I was Doozy, our governor here, who decided to give the teachers everything, you know, you want a 20% raise? Okay, here you go. You get, you know, summers off, and you can program the little mush heads and give them liberal thoughts and turn them and then drug them up and turn them loose into society so they can, you know, live in their basements, their parents' basements on uh, medication and food stamps. Well, shouldn't they have to do something to get that raise? If you're getting taxpayer money, I mean, if you're getting taxpayer money, and that's what they're do you really need a union? Ronald Reagan was a Democrat, and he became a conservative. He was pro-union. Pro-union. Unions, and my father was the same way. A union was designed to protect uh, innocent working people that had no voice from robber barons. So when you were 12 years old, you didn't have to owe your soul to the company store working in coal mines. They put laws up in unions, and you know the people organized, and they got something out of life, and they built little pink houses, and they put kids through colleges, and those kids did better and open companies, and great idea. But you don't need unions for government employees. What, to protect yourself against the eagle, the evil robber baron taxpayers? To protect yourself against John Q. Public? So I'm not for it. But anyway, they gave it to him. All right, well, here. You want to make America great again? Here's something you're not going to allow in our schools. We're not going to now. This is the stupidest thing I've ever said, but it makes sense. We're not going to allow any foreign cars, even though it's impossible. You have to buy a big three car. It's not allowed in the parking lot. If you're going to get American taxpayer money, you should have to buy something made in America. So no Fiats, no Toyotas, no Datsuns, even though oh they're made in America. No, no, has to be a big three. We bailed them out. The taxpayer bailed them out. You think they ought to just buy one? So if you're, on, I know, I know, it's a stupid statement. How about this one? All right, if you're a government retiree and you get a pension, you get a pension, 
If you get it from the city of Phoenix or from L.A., if you get it from L.A., you got to live in L.A. If you get it from California, you got to live in California. You have to live in the municipality or state that gives you your check. Believe it or not, make America great again. It's a good idea. But it's just sick ramblings from a guy who's been off the air too long. <laughs> You're listening to Eric Cedars from Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. Hey, final segment. The blind leading the stupid. You'll have to figure out where in that equation you fit in. Yeah. Yeah, do radio by yourself. It's easy. It takes a while to get going again. I will try to do better tomorrow. I am going to do the show tomorrow. Um, Looking forward to it. Didn't get a lot of rest last night. But fun. I got to tell you, fun. Glad to be here. And I have to tell you, towards the end when I retired, I was just, it was just, you know, draining. And this, believe it or not, is, uh, well, quite the opposite. I put up on my Facebook site that I was going to do the show. My daughter Erica's listening. George used to run the board at KHNC, Warren, Leanne, my other daughter, my brother Craig, uh, Ryan, Florida, Big Dave. Dave's out listening. Phil, Phil, I can say his last name, Phil Kanzik, follower, great. Went to my high school, played in the NFL. Guy's an incredible football player. Dan Levensee, logger up north. Bob Bowski. Uh, don't forget who owns the Federal Reserve, and make sure you have the six G's. <laughs> Go, Eric. You don't need six G's to do business here. How about my niece, Tina, way up, way up on the Canadian border, and her daughter, Haley, listening. I think it's my grandniece, Dick Dick Hunsinger here, uh, financial planner, great guy. Sarah, Sarah Peters, only able to catch the last ten minutes once more tomorrow. Guess what? I'm going to give it a run tomorrow. So... Uh, feeling better, things flowing. You know, it's kind of weird to come do this, but thanks for putting up with me. Uh, I'm doing the best I can. Dow up 210, 24783, heading over to the uh, financial pages here. You know, it's interesting that uh, they uh, haven't really changed a lot from our newswire. Gold off $1.60 at 1345, silver up 9 cents at 1677, copper for the urban miners down to 307. They don't even give you the platinum or palladium quotes. Just about everything's unobtainium anyway. Huge run in silver. Huge run uh, here in the last 60 days. All the suppliers were way back. I guess that is rectifying itself. You know, people don't really understand what that means, but it's like bandwidth. If you try to pump everything, you know, all this business goes into a tube, and the tube never changes. So you can only put so much in, and only so much can come out the other end. And Joe said that was a problem they were having. So... The uh, the financial market's watching this, and if you have any equities, I never did. Now I do. I had to get some for a step IRA. This has been gut wrenching. This market movement up, down, up, down, up, down. The uh, there's there's something starting to take place. They call it a death cross in the financial markets, and what they're looking at is the 50-day moving average and the 200-day moving average. And if you get a sideways market, that means if you look at a chart. Instead of it looking like an EKG and a heartbeat, it starts to starts to narrow out and flatline. So it's no longer going up and down. It hits a trading range, and it just starts to move. And they call that if the if the 50-day and the 200-day, and you take the averages from both, if that chart crosses each other, they call that a debt cross. Really, when you get those, then you get stagflation. They can do a whole show. Maybe I'll touch on that tomorrow. A little bit of stagflation in the financial markets. I kind of think that's where we're heading. The third year of this presidency will be pivotal to see how much really gets done. 
the wall, of course, the uh, Make America Great Again, bring the factories back, uh, add the tariffs onto everything. I mean, believe it or not, I think it's all a good idea. I think it's a great idea. Put some of it back. You know, not everybody wants to be a tech guy. Not everybody wants to graduate from college. Not everybody wants to sit there and have liberal things stuffed in their head. Some people just want to go to work. And a lot of people made great livings in this country building American goods. Maybe someday it'll all come back for the sake of our children and grandchildren. God bless you all. Thanks for allowing me into your lives. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, good Lord willing. And again, thank you. Thanks, Ramon, for running the board and uh, Cody up north. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.